Welcome to the Procure Strategy Podcast. Here, we talk about practical strategies and tips that lead to creating stronger supply chains and driving results. Here is your host, Louis Bastone. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Louis Bastone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Procure Strategy Podcast, where we are doing our part three of our procurement process light series, which is negotiation. So what I like to say about negotiation is it's it's an 80-20 in terms of negotiation planning. So a lot of people like to focus on like the the tricks and tips of what to do when you're in the negotiation room and and uh, body language and and sitting on a stool that's higher than who you're negotiating with and uh, the amount of people that should be in the negotiation and where the negotiation should take place and all of those things are definitely important but none of those things are as important as negotiation planning Making sure that you are planning for success, making sure that you're fully understanding the the why, uh, the why of what are you negotiating, what you're trying to negotiate, and does it make any sense based on all of the information that you've gathered throughout the planning phase? So really the goal of, of this phase for procurement professionals um, or of course, you know, entrepreneurs or business owners, if you don't have a procurement department yet, it's to be equipped with the information to have a successful negotiation where we get the best total cost of ownership while also making sure that the supplier feels good about the deal. And as I just mentioned, negotiations are won and lost before they even start. So it's all about negotiation planning. It's all about understanding the other side, understanding their perspective, understanding their wants, their needs, and the whys behind their wants and their needs. So when it comes to negotiations, there's really issues, positions, and interests. And a lot of people that are novice negotiators focus on issues and positions. And in procurement specifically, procurement professionals focus on the money and just the money. And they think that's the only thing that matters is the money. So the issue is the money and the position is, hey, this is how much money I want to give you or this is how much money I don't want to give you. But this ignores all of the other things that are important to our suppliers, which a lot of the time there's many other things, but they're not things that the suppliers will tell us outright or without us doing any investigation at all. For example, when we start looking into some things that might be important to suppliers outside of money, a lot of the times, you know, these could be things like using our organization's name and advertisements or um, things like term sometimes and and this would surprise a lot of people you know if you haven't asked the term of a contract even if you have a clause in the contract that states um a termination for convenience it's important 
it's very important to some companies to have a, a five-year contract with your organization versus a three-year contract with your organization versus a one-year contract with your organization. So you have to dig deep to understand what are your suppliers or potential suppliers' interests based on where they are, where they are in their journey. Are they a mature company who's looking for some specific things? Uh, maybe they kind of met a plateau for some reason. Maybe they're growing. Maybe they're just getting into um, working with the industry that you're in. There's so many different things that could be happening when it comes to our negotiations when it comes to actual interests, and if we don't know those, we are just throwing money out of out the table because we can't come up with more tailored solutions if we don't know what the actual interests or the needs of the other side is when we're negotiating. So gathering as much data as possible is so important. And this includes things like looking at publications of the organizations you're going to be negotiating with, uh, any type of news that's come out about the organization that you're negotiating with. And then, of course, having, you know, a pre-negotiation meeting with these suppliers. And a lot of the time, the best people in the organizations to have these meetings with are the on the ground people. A lot of the time, they're more apt to give you information that is important and that you would like to know before going into a negotiation with them. So one of the biggest things about understanding your suppliers or potential suppliers um, interests are asking pre-negotiation questions. And I have a group of pre-negotiation questions that I ask all suppliers and they are, what percentage of your business will be coming from our firm with this proposed contract value? And if it's too big of a company, ask per division or per region. Relative to your other customers, what is our organization's expenditure ranking with this proposed contract? It's important for us to understand if we're going to be paying more money to this supplier than any other customer that they'll have, or if we're going to be middle of the pack or a, a customer that's really bottom when it comes to how much we're going to be paying. It's very, it's very important for us to understand that. Are you currently operating at full capacity? This is important because if they are operating at full capacity, likely they have to purchase more plant property or equipment to start working with us. So that could yield in a higher price. And if they aren't operating at capacity, well, then they're, they really are going to want to work with us because they don't want to be operating at less than full capacity. Because at that point, um, you know, your at that point, your variable costs right, are, are higher because you want to produce as much of what you produce as you can. Uh, are you doing business with any other capacity? Are you doing business in any other capacity with other divisions of our organization? A lot of the time, some companies are so big that they don't even know um, if they're doing business with a supplier in a different organization. And a lot of the time, 
the answer is yes. And we didn't know. And if we don't know that, then we can't actually leverage the other spend that we have uh, with this exact organization that we're going to be negotiating with. The next is if an agreement was reached, are there any target dates for placing the first order? And this is important because this will show us, do they want to get our money before a certain date to maybe make certain numbers look good to their shareholders um, or something of that nature? And we can really potentially leverage that as well. Are there any industry segments or new markets for which you would like us to use this contract as a gateway? So this is what I mentioned. If a supplier is working with your organization and your organization is the first type in a sector that they want to work with, there's a lot of leverage there because them working with you does a lot for the supplier at that point. So it's very important for them to get this deal if they want to start working with your sector and you're going to be the first one of your sectors kind of be working with the supplier. The next one that I like to ask is besides the revenue, how does this deal contribute to division or company objectives? This is important because what this does is it almost directly asks the question of besides the money, what else is important to you? And once they answer that, it helps us better understand where they are as an organization and how we can better help them and in turn negotiating a better deal for ourselves. Then the next is what are the biggest challenges you are trying to tackle this year? Are there one or two thorns in your side right now? This is a nice open-ended question to help understand what do they want to accomplish? What what sort of problems are they seeing? And then based on those problems that they're seeing, what would they like to accomplish? Do they want more market share? Uh, do they want more revenue in a certain part of the year? Do they want to get into a new sector? Um, what are they really looking to do? Are they looking to create more innovation for their current customers? Um, you know, in turn, increasing their revenue just with current customers. It's just really good to know so that we can also leverage that knowledge. The next is what outcome from this deal would thrill your management and why? And this is important because this really goes back to what I mentioned with the term. Some people will say, you know what? My management would love if you signed a 10-year contract with us instead of a three-year contract. That would That would make them thrilled and that would be the best outcome in in our mind. And then what are the top success metrics your group is measured on? It's good to know what they're actually being measured on. Is it revenue or is it retention or is it something else? It's always good to understand what sort of structure they put in place um, because that says a lot about the organization as well. Now, these are all things that we want to do from the qualitative perspective because the qualitative perspective is very important but there is also a big aspect to the quantitative perspective and what i mean by that is 
you also want to negotiate cost just as is without factoring everything else that we're talking about, which is all the additional interest outside of cost. Now, of course, the way to do this is to understand the cost that was given to come up with should cost models and to really come up with fact driven data on if for some reason the cost didn't seem like it made sense why that is so a lot of the time what i like to do is build should cost models to understand what to me and all the data i have something should cost and if it is significantly higher with the supplier i like to come with my you know fact-based cost model and say can you please help me understand why your cost has such a has such a difference versus this model that we came up with based on the data and the sources that we came up with for this model now you always want to ask in a way where you do say you know help me understand that's always a very good way to put it because you don't just want to put this in front of the supplier and say hey you know i think you're trying to I think you're trying to get one over on me that's never right because maybe there is a reason for it but we want from the quantitative perspective we want to bring as much fact-based information as we possibly have we want to look at the labor statistics in terms of um, the direct labor that they proposed we want to look at any materials data that we have on any of the materials that they propose we want to understand what the average profit margin is uh, within their industry to um, understand, you know, what what that looks like within the cost model. What's the average general selling administrative and other costs within their industry? So once we build those cost models, it really creates a baseline for a good conversation to have, you know, when it comes to fact-based pricing, because sometimes suppliers have trouble understanding their own pricing. And when you start actually breaking it down, it really starts to become a little bit more clear that, hey, maybe they could sharpen their pencil a little bit and propose a better price for us. So just to recap, when it comes to negotiation, it's 80% negotiation planning, 20% once you get into the negotiating room and the way that you go about negotiating with the supplier from a communication perspective. And when it comes to the qualitative you have to understand what are the interests of the other party and how does that factor in and how can we satisfy the interests of that supplier while also making sure that we're getting the lowest total cost of ownership and we're making sure that for every for every interest that we're satisfying we're getting something out of it generally in the form of some sort of a, you know, lesser cost or better service. And then when it comes to the quality, uh, the quantitative, that's when we focus on cost modeling and we come up with fact-based data and we start to really understand, well, why is this cost what it is? And just help me understand that. And let's have that conversation. So thanks again for listening. Uh, we will be coming out with parts four and five very soon as well. Please like, subscribe, and I'll talk to you soon.